Kidney disease doesn't care who you are. Even professional athletes and village mayors can be impacted by the devastating effects of diagnoses requiring transplantation. My playing career was over anyway. My twilight years, as you would say, as a baseball player. It taught me how to um, appreciate one day at a time and not take anything for granted. That's Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Harold Baines, who's a kidney and heart transplant recipient. I'm Monica Fox, Director of Outreach and Government Relations for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and your host. In this episode, I'm talking with Harold and Mayor of Willowbrook, Illinois, Frank Trilla, about a few things they've got in common. Harold, how'd your health journey begin that led you to your transplant? Uh, my journey began in uh, February of uh, 2021. I went to the doctor for a blood test, and two days later, she advised me that I need to be in the hospital. And from that point, they put me on a donor's list right away because both my heart and kidneys were failing. Well, 114 days later, I was blessed with a kidney and a heart. Wow, I'm so happy that you received the gifts that you needed. Did you have a family history of this illness? I did. I, I, it was genetic. Um, the name of it is amyloidosis, which is a protein that can attack any organ in your body. And in my case, it attacked my um, kidney first and then my heart. And for that 114 days, were you were you in the hospital the whole time? or? I had to do a lot of tests to be eligible to go on the um, donor list. And then I was in the yeah, hospital for three and a half months. The unfortunate thing is, I mean, somebody has to pass for you to live. So I'm very grateful for what I have. Yes, it is a it's a beautiful thing when someone says yes to organ donation and can save another life once their life is no longer viable on this earth. What impact did this diagnosis have on your career? My playing career was over anyway. I was, I was in my twilight years, as you would say, as a baseball player, but... Uh, it taught me how to um, appreciate one day at a time and not take anything for granted. That's a great lesson. And Harold, why was now the right time to share your story publicly? Actually, I'm a very private person, but uh, somebody gave me a second chance of life. So it's, it's only my duty to spread the word how important it is to be a donor for life, for somebody else's life. And if you're able to do that, it's, it's going to help the, the country and the world. So uh, I'm just glad that the person that was a donor, was able to give me two good organs. Those are the best gifts you'll ever receive. And I'm just so pleased that you are willing to share the story to educate others. Um, Frank, share with us about your kidney journey. Well, mine's a little different. I saw mine coming. Uh, my dad and my uncle, and I have two cousins that all had kidney transplants. My, actually, my uncle uh, had it back in the in the 70s. He had to fly all the way to uh, Duke University to get dialysis. So when I was in my 30s, I started asking my doctor to test my, for my kidney function because of my dad. And it seemed like a prominent family thing. However, as time came on and my kidneys started, function started to drop, oh, about two years ago, it was about 30%. And so I, you know, I radically changed, went to diet and exercise pretty dramatically, but then uh, I had COVID and my function went from 30% to 18%, which 
sent up all the red flags and they started to, uh, I had to go on the list and my family volunteered to be tested. My son and daughter were both matches. So my son uh, stepped up, gave me the gift of life on December 23rd. Wow. Merry Christmas to you. What a great gift. Yeah, it was uh, pretty, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's humbling and it's overwhelming. And, uh, you know, like Harold said, it's a, uh, you learn how to appreciate every little thing of the day and the day itself. Being an organ donor is uh, one of the kindest things, most generous things you can do. And uh, it truly is a gift of life. Since you've had such a long family history of kidney disease, what did you do to try to avoid it? You mentioned a bit about that. Yeah, well, um, a lot of diet, exercise. There's a lot more resources for me today than there was for my dad and for his brother. You know, there's, you know, a lot more knowledge about nutrition and exercise. And uh, so I was able to do a lot of that along the way. I really thought I was going to be able to extend and avoid a transplant, but um, the COVID, you know, stopped that from happening. But the, uh, there, there's dietitians that, spe- uh, that are specialists with kidney uh, disease. So I've, I've used some great resources and Loyola Hospital is where I had our stuff done and they've been f- phenomenal. And other than your son giving you the greatest Christmas present ever, how has your family supported you? Well, my, you know, my wife's been an angel. She's had to listen to me for 30 years saying this was coming. My daughter uh, has stepped up and, uh, you know, she, we, we now run an event uh, to try to give back. And my daughter really takes the, the reins for that event. My family's been amazing. And uh, we've, we've included all of our cousins. You know, their side has been just as afflicted as mine. It's kind of brought us all together in a strange way. I can understand that. Um, how long was the transplant process for you? How long did you wait before you actually got your transplant? Well, in, in contrast to Harold, I, you know, I, we were able to schedule ours. Uh, the only thing that was complicating us was COVID being so rampant in the area. I think in September we did testing and by December we were in the hospital. I was in the hospital for two days. I was lucky compared to Harold who had to spend all that time in the hospital. And Harold, how long have you been living with your transplant? 13 months. 13 months. So you just passed your one year anniversary. And how long was your recovery process, Harold? Still going. It's going to be going the rest of my life. I'm back to work where, you know, I still work for the Sox. So after I got out of the hospital, it took uh, six months to uh, get back on a, a regular schedule of exercising and letting people know that it really happened. Because you know, other than my immediate family, nobody really knows the process that I was going through. Yes, and it is a lifelong process of living with transplant. I will I will agree with you there. What have you learned along the way that you might share with Frank, who's only had his transplant for about six months? Well, I wish I got out of the hospital in two days, but... <laughs> 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 no, I, I just, like, get back to the, the eating well, exercising, uh, enjoy the day, because you don't know what tomorrow brings. So I, I try to enjoy every minute. Try to stay positive. Um, I'm lucky to have five grandkids, so I try to enjoy the time with them. Yes, grandchildren really bring joy, don't they? Uh, and they make you smile a lot, yes, and I'm not a smiling person. 
And Frank, you recently, you, you just, you referenced it a bit. You had a very successful fundraiser where the proceeds benefited our foundation. How'd you get so many people engaged and get them to give so generously? Well, you know, I, I've been involved. I actually was involved with the Chicago White Sox uh, charities back in the day. And I, I've actually met Harold a couple of times, been fortunate to meet him at fantasy camp and, you know, and at a couple of the golf outings at, uh, with the Chicago White Sox. I've always wanted to give back, but it was funny. I, I got a postcard at, I am in the car wash business and I got a postcard at the car wash and it was from the kidney foundation. And we used to 20 years ago, uh, have several car washes do this on my dad's behalf. So we had gotten away from that for probably a good 15 or 20 years. When I got the postcard, I called Wesley at the kidney foundation. I said, Wesley, I know you don't know who I am, but I would really like to have a day where I'll, I'll donate my entire proceeds from the car wash. We'll put together an auction, get some auction items. Let's see if we can do an event. I think he thought I was a little goofy, but we pulled it off. We, we had a beautiful day. Got everybody out there in orange shirts for the, the kidney colors. We even had orange soap in the car wash tunnel and, uh, it was great. We were able to raise 70,000, close to 70,000, 69,000 and change kind of bugs me. I should have wrote a check for the difference. So it was a great day, you know, all my family and friends. And I had 12 other mayors that offered up, uh, you know, a, a day as the mayor. And, you know, most of them are DuPage County guys and state senators. And, you know, even the uh, minority speaker uh, down in Illinois was willing to do, do a, you know, page for a day. So we, we had some really unique experiences that people bid on. It was a lot of fun. We had a bake. We had you know a bake sale. We it was it was so grassroots and you know kind of like uh, Mayberry. I mean, everybody really just came together in a community. It was really nice. At that time, I didn't know that Luke and I were going to be a match, and you know we, you know, I was staring down dialysis. We just did it because we wanted to kind of honor my dad. And my uncle and all my cousins who had gone through this. And that's how we decided to get involved with that event. If we had an applause track, this is right where it would go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tin car wash in Washington. Awesome. That's great. So um, why is raising awareness about kidney health and kidney disease so important to you? Well, you know, it has had a profound effect on my family. You know, my sister gave my dad his kidney when my dad was 61. He made it to 72 and he died from something else not related to his kidney. You know, that 10 years gave me the opportunity to develop a different type of relationship with my dad. We created a business together. It's more than just the act of giving the organ. You know, and then that person goes on to to give back. You know, it's a cumulative effect of giving. It goes way beyond the act of an organ donation. Uh, and for us, it's, you know, for me, it, it'll be a life uh, journey to try to give it back. Thank you. And Harold, why is it important for you to raise awareness about transplant? Well, I don't think I would be here without... <laughs> without, you know, giving back to um, trying to support any way I can. Here at the White Sox Stadium, we're um, honoring Jesse White, who has been 
very big in the donor awareness downtown. But it's very important to uh, be any type of donor. You know, unfortunately, you might pass, but what you have inside, you might help somebody else live that can and carry on your legacy. Hopefully, absolutely. That is awesome. You're both doing amazing things to raise awareness and to support NKFI and the greater kidney community. As you continue to fight your own battles for kidney and organ health, what motivates you to keep fighting for others? Because somebody fight for me. I mean, that's the only, if you're, if you have any faith, you know, you know, I, I, I travel by faith. So and that's very important to me. So um, I've always given back to my community that I came from. Now somebody gave me a second chance to do even more. So I'm, that's my, that's my journey. And I'm still on my journey. Thank you, Harold. Same question for you, um, Frank. Well, I, you know, I think it's similar to the last question. You know, you, you know, you either appreciate it or you take it for granted. I, I, I like Harold, uh, you know, I, I believe in God. I believe in second chances and, uh, and I think you got to get back. And to me, it's just the right thing to do. I don't, I don't really see any other approach. So, I mean, for me, it's easy. I, someone did something incredibly generous for me and I want to get back. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate this time. Harold Baines and Frank Trilla are prime examples of how to self-advocate while giving back to help others. If you're interested in getting involved with the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois or in becoming a registered organ donor, visit our website at www.nkfi.org. I'm Monica Fox, and this is The Journey Continues. Prevention is a key part of our mission at NKFI. That's why at the end of each episode, Dr. Melissa Press offers a health or nutrition tip. Here's today's nutrition tip about vitamin D. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, meaning it's stored in fat in the body. You may have heard vitamin D called the sunshine vitamin because we can get it from exposure to the sun. But we can also get vitamin D from the foods that we eat. The best sources of vitamin D are fatty fish like salmon and tuna and foods fortified with vitamin D like milk. Vitamin D is also present in small amounts in beef liver, cheese, egg yolks, and mushrooms. Vitamin D plays many roles in the body, including promoting calcium absorption in the gut and maintaining enough blood calcium and phosphate concentrations to allow for normal bone development. Without enough vitamin D, bones may become thin, brittle, and misshaped. Calcium plus vitamin D helps to protect, protect older adults from osteoporosis, which is a disease that causes bones to become weak and brittle, making them easy to break. Many people are at risk for vitamin D deficiency, including people living with chronic kidney disease. This is because your kidneys play an important role in how your body activates vitamin D from sun exposure and the foods we eat. If your kidneys are not healthy, then you may have low levels of vitamin D in your blood. It's important to have your vitamin D levels checked by your healthcare provider and be treated if they are low. With today's nutrition tip, I'm Melissa Prest, a registered dietitian nutritionist and the foundation dietitian for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois. The Journey Continues is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and sponsored by Donate Life Illinois. 
to learn more about kidney disease and living donation, visit www.nkfi.org. To register to become an eye, tissue, and organ donor, visit lifegoeson.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to and leave a review for The Journey Continues in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is produced by Rivet. To hear more great podcasts, visit rivet360.com.